told you I'll make a play. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Cougars open up 2021 in Las Vegas this Saturday against Arizona. Your home for the best coverage of Cougar football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's time to hear from the coaches. This is your press conference rewind. With all the insight and analysis from BYU and Utah on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. In the Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, It is time... Gordon, that uh, we go through the highlights from the press conferences for both Utah and uh, BYU. We'll start with uh, BYU here in the 4 o'clock hour, and we'll get to Utah and Coach Witt uh, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. But uh, you ready to start out and talk a little Cougs? let's do it. All right, here's uh, Coach Satake. First clip, uh, is there pressure to back up last year's success? I don't think there's anything to prove from last year. We're going on this year right now, and I think the guys feel really comfortable with having the carryover that we had with A-Rod and, and not really having that much shakeup on the staff. I think it's been really key for our players. And so um, looking forward to seeing the new players get, get their opportunities, specifically the, the quarterback, you know, with Zach being gone, see what Jaron can get done. But I really feel good about the rest of the group. Guys just focusing on trying to perform at their best against Arizona. That's That's the focus. All right, uh, I I hear what Coach is, uh, is saying right there, but that's not necessarily what you think, Gordon. No, it's not. And he, But he said it a certain way. He said, that's not the focus. I don't think it's the focus, but it's it's in the back of their minds. It shouldn't be. Well, it's a, it's a different team. It is but, a different team, correct. But, but nonetheless. Different schedule, different year, different players. That is all true. Nonetheless, BYU is still trying to prove something. Well, everybody's trying to prove something every year. Yeah, but you think, you know, Alabama has – yeah, I guess they do have to prove it. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure there too. But I think in BYU's case, they were really good last year. But there are still those who are saying, eh, yeah, but. and Are there those on this show? I don't think that. I think they were really good last year. Yeah, my I opinion do. of that's not going to change based on this year. But there are those out there who don't necessarily weren't convinced of what they were seeing a year ago. Name them. Who are those? <laughs> They're out there. But are they here? Do you think so? You don't think that? I just you answered asked and answered, Your Honor. No, are they? What do you mean? Are they here? Are they where? on this show? Is there the you know? Because I don't think that way. I don't think this year will change my opinion on last year one iota. I think uh, I think it is more substantial than what you just said. Uh, I think there is some element to that, but I thought last year's team was really good, no doubt about it. Uh, and maybe maybe a lot of other people did too, but they just aren't convinced based on the level of competition. Did That's your a, did your opinion on the O four Utes change based on the O five season? Uh, no, but. But that team played a better schedule than BYU did last year. The 0-4 Utes? Mm-hmm. Barely. Yeah, it was. 
It was much better, in my opinion. It was not much better. Have you gone back to look at the 04 youth schedule? Uh, well, I haven't right now, no. But I just assume that most, many of those teams were better than the teams BYU played last year sucked, Jake. Yeah, the teams the 04 youths played weren't great either. Uh, they were better than what But BYU then 05, what were they 05? I mean, they were barely over 500, right? Against playing against those same crappy teams. Yeah. But it didn't change our opinion of the 04 uh, Maybe not all. our opinion, but it, it, it may have had some effect on people who were casting doubt on what the, do, what the Utes did in 04. There were a whole lot of doubters out there who didn't really respect the Mountain West Conference. I don't remember that being as much of a storyline, but maybe it was. Maybe I'm misremembering. Anyway, it just it is not an issue uh, for me, but we'll see. Um, up next, Coach Satake talked about what uh, he's excited about and what has him concerned. I'm excited about getting the fans there. We just really missed that last year. So having the band be there at the games and having the fans and having the opponents have their fans, it's going to be a lot of fun just to have that feeling of, of being in the game and, and the surrounding parts of it. So that that's the exciting part for me. What keeps me up, and that, that's just that's just being a, a college football coach. You have to be worried about every little thing, but I'm it's not a bother for me. I, I like that kind of stress. <laughs> the fans? I would guess they they like getting back to normal, but of course he's selling it a little bit there. Yeah, I think so. Um, most coaches do care what the fans think, and uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, last year was just so weird, and uh, in some cases tragic. But uh, it's uh, it's it's got as a football player and a football coach, it's got to feel better to have folks in the stands but he mentioned the band i like bands uh-huh but but as a college football coach and you're asked what are you most excited about this season and the coach says i'm excited to see the band back in the stadium one to ten how much is he lying ten being he's lying every word in that sentence no i think he likes the band that's what he's most excited about. No, 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 no think, not the most excited. The I, band? No, no, no. I think the band is representative of the, the bigger hoopla. picture. Yeah. The, There's not the, a coach in this world that likes the band. I know, but don't get caught up <laughs> on the one. I don't. Don't get caught That's up only on when the they're band. on their field, getting in their way. It's it's more the atmosphere and that thing. I yeah. think it represents something bigger. Yeah. I don't think it's the Darth Vader march that he's looking forward to hearing on defense. I think what it's he said. The, I think it's the bigger picture that he's looking forward to. Last year couldn't have felt like a college football season because you're just playing in dead environments. Yeah. BYU more lively than some, right? You know, the Pac-12 not even letting family in. You know what I missed? 17 times an hour. That's another Cougar! Third, in the break. Third down? First down, I think. Yeah. Third down. <laughs> I think that's how it goes there, Fourth Jake. down. <laughs> Every first cougar. down, all Fourth game. Down. No, I don't, I don't think it's the <laughs> specifics. I think it's more the... Why are you defending him? He, they asked him, What's your, what are you most excited about? Having the band back in the stadium. Baloney. But he said the fans. Don't They're answer if the, you're going to lie to us. He meant the hoopla. And There's and, not a coach that likes the hoopla. Yeah, I think they do. They I do. They like the fact playing in front of an empty stadium. That's, that, I that's think he went. Fun. You know what will make the Cougar Club happy is if I say the band. There's a lot of times when when I've been at football games and you hear the band march in playing. Now, I would not sit down and watch or listen to band music like that. Uh, but when you're when you're at the stadium and that band marches in, it's cool. 
Okay. And they got the drums going and the whole thing. It's, it, it's cool. It's part of uh, the charm of college football. All right. I think he's lying. I don't think he's excited to see the band again. What if he would have said what I miss most is the, the rule number one, wear blue, or <laughs> what that guy? What? Rule one, wear blue. Wear blue. Rule two, don't stop believing or something. Then <laughs> rule three is the, the the Cougar March an hour before the game. You know, we don't play that nearly enough. Oh, man. The rules are for a Cougar fan yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's probably like 10 years old. Is it 10 years old? It's got to be. Good grief. Anyway, I think he's lying. I don't think he's excited about the band. I think he's excited to be, you know, playing real football again. Of all things to accuse a coach of lying about. That's the a, one that's obvious? That's yeah. a curious one to me. And I, at no point did I really think he meant it as the most exciting part of his entire job. But it adds to the So if I the, ask you, the atmosphere. what are you most excited about for tomorrow? And you say... Putting on a fresh pair of socks. I just have to believe that that's what you're most excited about tomorrow? No, but uh, that has never been exciting. Neither has the band. It has. When you're at the stadium and the band comes in, it is exciting. I can't do this. He doesn't even see the halftime show because he's in the locker room talking to his team. Yep. But he hears the band during the game. He looks around at the stadium and says, this is a cool environment. Oh, I hope they play Wipeout. Uh, Let's move on. Here's Coach talking about if he thinks they have enough depth at key positions. I mean, I think getting depth is part of the job. I'd like to keep our guys healthy, but, you know, knowing this game, you're going to rely on some depth. And then if you can get the drop-off to not be a huge uh, drop-off from one to two to even three, then you're pretty much in a good spot. And so hopefully we, we're, we're there. Only one way to test it, and that's get on the field and go against an opponent. Playing each other, we feel good about it, and now we'll test it out. I don't think BYU's depth is all that great. Well, this year might not be as good as last year because they're replacing a lot of guys. I mean, it's the cyclical nature of college football. That's why. That's another reason why I'm not putting, comparing last year's team to this year's team. They're pretty deep at running back, and they're deep at quarterback. Apparently, offensive line. Hans says they're they're a little thin there. Who cares um, if you're deep at quarterback? Do you have a guy? Yeah, but what are the, what's the likelihood that your guy's going to take all the snaps? I got you, but if you get onto your second or third quarterback, you're probably not going anywhere anyway. No, I don't know. That's necessarily true. I mean, if you're if Utah they, and replace Brett Ellie with Alex Smith, okay, but usually there's a drop off and then a significant drop off. So if you're onto your third string quarterback, you're probably not going anywhere. You need a quarterback who can spin it. Do they have that? That's my concern. Running back depth, I think you make a good point. Wide receiver depth, we'll see how that goes. Tight ends are deep. Yeah, right. And defense, probably there's more concern on that side of the ball when it comes to depth. But a quarterback, is Jaron Hall a guy or isn't he? That, I think, is the most important question. Well, I it don't won't really matter we... if he gets hurt. Okay. So you got to have... Zach Wilson was the guy. Plan B. And thus they were really good. Hmm. Yeah. So is, is Jaron Hall a dude who can go out... And really spin it. But how would you like to be a coach who had a really crappy two QB two, and you'd be nervous all the time about your starter? And will he be able to survive? Because if he doesn't, then you got to turn to this guy over here, and it would feel good if you know in case that happens, you got a guy. You just described ninety percent of the college football coaches out there. 
yeah. don't want their store to starting quarterback to get hurt. And frankly, if your two guy were any good, he'd be a one somewhere else. Uh, not necessarily. Not if the guy in front of him is really, really good. Well, that's definitely true now, because why would you stay behind somebody who's really, you really good? You just contradicted yourself. Brett Elliott gets hurt, and Alex Smith steps in. That was 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, but it's still, a, you know, that happens sometimes. Right. And then you create a quarterback controversy in some cases, because people like the second guy better than the first. Yeah, but when uh, when Jake Keeps and Riley Nelson were going through their thing, no offense to the wild cougar Riley Nelson, but did they really have a guy? <laughs> no, I mean, but that's why it's important to have one. But in that case, you'd say, well, BYU's got depth at quarterback because they've their number two guys just as capable as number one. Oh well, Baylor Romney beat uh, Boise State. I mean, he did. You no, know, he showed a little something there. I don't think he's he's uh, you know a future NFL guy, but. Neither he or Jaron really have much of a track record. I get your point with Boise State, and it's it's a fine one. He deserves a lot of credit for that. That's all true, but, but usually, and and uh, and Kalani has pointed this out that typically when you lose a quarterback like Zach Wilson, your next guy, you don't really know what in the world he's going to bring. And at least in the case of the Cougars, they they know a little something about those those backups. I suppose, but it took him ten years to replace Max Hall. Yeah. So does it take him another decade to, re- to replace Zach Wilson? That's the point I'm making. Do you have a guy or no? Yeah, but you, do you have a second guy? I mean, that was the case with Lavelle year after year after year. His, his entire success of his career was built on that. On having a guy, yeah. Having a guy and a guy. But those having times, two guys. Well, right. Because the, but the luxury of having Jim McMahon and being able to tell him, hey, Wait your turn, son. That's gone. That's I don't know. way That's kind gone. of what they're doing with Conover. Well, it's okay. Uh, you know, you roll the dice there, though. Yeah. Because look what happened, and not that Jack Tuttle turned out to be great, but look what happened with Jack Tuttle when you when you put him on ice. He left. Yeah. Yeah, and you can you fans can be really mad at him because he's the reason that. Uh, a certain quarterback named Zach Wilson went to BYU. Yeah. So they got a whole lot of nothing. In fact, that's worst case scenario. You passed on a guy, put the guy you did take on ice, and he left anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if Jim McMahon would have made the same decision if we were in I've, today's day and I age. I have no idea. I don't know. But it helps you to have two really good players at every position. But I don't think Lavelle could have had that philosophy or at least been successful with it. I don't know. Lavelle was incredible, so maybe he could have. What do you mean? I, think I don't know what you mean. Why he to have your, your, your wait your turn, and when you're a junior, you're going. Well, that's exactly what Lavelle did. Yes, I know. But, but in today's day and yeah, age, I, I don't think he could have done that. Yeah, I don't know. You said he built his career on that. I'm agreeing with you. I don't think he could have done that now. Because once you told Jim McMahon, hey, bide your time, son, uh, I don't think he would have stuck around. That's a really interesting question. I don't know how many programs have are too deep at quarterback, and by and I mean in a way that is top-notch. Yeah, very few. Well, that's what Kalani's selling, and that's what Kyle's selling as well. We'll see. Yeah. We probably will see. Because one, that's I don't the think, way the percentages go. One, I don't think Utah is that high on Cam Rising. But BYU, I don't know. 
I was told they really like Cam Rising. Yeah, I'm sure. That's why they keep recruiting over top of them. Uh, that's just what I was told. I'm sure. I don't I don't I'm I'm sure that's what you were told. I don't know if I'm buying it. Okay. I mean we're in a day and age where you can't believe anything anybody says, right? Correct. <laughs> yeah, like someone's excited about the band. <laughs> he finally came around. Uh, finally, here is uh, Coach Satake giving his thoughts on the secondary. They have great instincts. They practice really well and made a lot of plays. So we feel really good about those guys leading the way in the, in the secondary. We feel really good about the corners and feel good about the depth of both the corners and safety spots. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how it goes. But I have a lot of confidence in those two starters for us at safety. And the guys that are, are behind them, I feel confident with them being on the field as well. So there's not one position on here where I don't feel confident with the players and the, and the talent there. So we'll just have to put it to the test wouldn't they all be transferring if they followed uh, your line of thinking all the secondary yeah secondary is different than a quarterback but we'll <laughs> <True>. see <laughs> we'll see what goes after this year who moves around that'll be interesting if that secondary is as good as as uh as kalani was saying it is then that'll be a that'll really help that defense out obviously well we talked but, about that weeks ago when norma Gonzalez from the trip came on with us and said she thought that was going to be a strength of the defense. That's yeah. a that's a huge deal. If Think that's about true. the flexibility that can yeah. bring the rest of the D. And 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 the linebackers are really good. Uh, the guys up front, uh, maybe they're okay. We'll 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 see. I yeah, mean, but it it helps the guys up front if they can blitz, and they can't blitz unless the secondary can hold up. Yeah, that's true. And it's like Utah through the years. I mean, they've had some really good defensive backs there, but. Teams generally have to try and pass against the Utes because the run stoppers are so good. They really don't have much of an option. So if you've got both of these those things covered, man, you're you got it made. Right. Then the defense will be pretty good. So we'll see. I think that's a big if. But if that turns out to be true, then that will be a big a big deal for BYU yeah, defense. I agree. Yeah. Uh, it is the big show. Like we said, we'll get to uh, Coach Witt coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned uh, for that. Uh, Coach goes through his own quarterback situation and uh, depth and those sorts of things. So we'll get to that at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. I do think that the Utah and BYU quarterback situations are different. I think like if, if BYU would have looked at, at Jaron Hall and said, oh, my gosh, go get us a transfer immediately, that would have said something about Jaron Hall. That's what Utah did to Cam Rising. Twice. Thank you, Austin. Yeah, that's true. And they they recruited some really, uh, they got some pretty good athletes in that pipeline at quarterback, too, supposedly. I don't know. I haven't seen them play. But I think that's the difference there. I don't know if I believe that Utah, that, that quarterback race was as close as they seem oh, to I don't. I don't believe that. I think Charlie Brewer was their guy. But as I told you, uh, I was told that Cam Rising is it, that it's not a complete joke. Well, BYU thinks enough of Jaron Hall that they didn't recruit somebody else because they could have. That's the that's the transfer portal. That thing that makes it so much easier to do it. You well, can go in there third, and find their, somebody. Their third else. string quarterback was a five a four star quarterback in high school. Mm-hmm. They don't need to. You're right. I'm talking about this year though. Well, who were they going to bring in? Who were they going to recruit that would be better than the guys they already have? I don't know. When John Walsh left, they went and found Steve Sarkeesian. He was obviously much better than whoever they had. That's the point. If they need somebody, they're going to go get him. Yeah. Well, I, but I, if they're confident in what they've got, then they won't. 
And Utah went and got somebody, and BYU did. Sometimes they're not confident, and I'm not saying just BYU. Teams are not confident in what they have, but they can't bring anybody in because they can't get anybody that's any better. In the case of the Utes, they did find somebody who was really good. At least that's what we are told. That Charlie Brewer, and if you've watched any film of him, he accomplished some stuff. Uh, I, I think BYU's quarterbacks are pretty talented. I think that Conover kid has a lot of promise. He's just not quite ready yet. But talent, that he has. Get to more coming up next. Not Sports Port at 450, but let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he is our friend Andrew Reinhardt. And, Andrew, you know, whether somebody is just starting to struggle with ED a little bit or maybe a ways down the road, they need to listen up because you can help. Yes, we can. If it's more blood flow in the bedroom, a little bit of blood flow, or you need all of the blood flow back, we've seen, I, I dare say we've seen every scenario. We've seen paraplegics in here, diabetics, everything of every age, uh, and they all are sick of the pill. They all want a better relationship. I believe that when things go well in the bedroom, they tend to fall into place outside of the bedroom with the significant other. Wasatch Medical uses a technology uh, that clinical studies are saying is the future of treating ED. With gentle pressure waves, it opens up and regrows blood vessels by gently agitating them. A treatment is only 10 minutes. You only need a few of them over a couple of weeks, and that can be enough to get rid of the erectile dysfunction, improve the blood flow, And we've seen guys get off the pill completely or eliminate the injections. That's a great thing for normal spontaneity coming back. You you mentioned it, uh, Andrew. This is a big part of life. This is a big part of happiness, big part of relationships. Uh, Not something to be ignored. It really is. Uh, Stress and anxiety are higher in couples with ED. Maybe you kind of start to see that you and your spouse avoid each other. You're more easily agitated. Sometimes it goes back to function in the bedroom, and I really enjoy hearing about the success stories when we fix this for a guy. The relationship improves, and maybe even overall happiness improves as well. 801-901-8000. Get in. Uh, see the, uh, the doctor and get some other stuff for free, right? A lot for free. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound, uh, that's no charge. And by the way, There's zero obligation. You can leave your wallet at home. Uh, You'll get the gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. You'll love that, guys. Blood work and testosterone also included to our patients. There's a lot of value in that as well. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The new-look Aggies hit the road to take on Washington State to kick off the Blake Anderson era in Logan. Catch all the play-by-play action beginning with the pregame show at 8. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Cougar at 30 update. Let's hear from the coach. Coach Kalani Satake is expecting Arizona and their opponent for week number one in Vegas to blitz a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the game. That's Defenses are allowed to do that, and, you know, we have to be ready to, to give them an answer. So that's the whole strategy of the game is to figure things out and see what they're what they're willing to risk and what they're willing to give up and then see what we can do to match up with them. I mean, I can't predict what they're going to do on, on defense. I know what we can do on offense and defense and then figure out if, if they're ready for our stuff. But there's a lot of things that that staff can do that can, they can throw at us, and we spent a good portion of spring ball and then going into camp with the mindset that we got to take a look at all these different offenses and defenses because that's something that we're going to see and there's a lot of carryover to some of the things that we're going to see throughout the season so it's a good way to get our guys prepped this has been your cougar at 30 update right here on the zone sports network The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Utes get set for an in-state showdown against Weber State. Your home for the best coverage of Ute football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. You know, Austin, uh, we were we were talking about this during the break. Let's bring this up here. We've talked about the, the dangers of politicizing, like we talked about the Little League World Series and, and turning, you know, kids into sports celebrities. We The same thing applies to high school, right? Yeah, well, even maybe more so. So, Gordon, this this story over the weekend. <laughs> there was uh, a school, Bishop Sycamore High School from Ohio. Mm. The Fighting Bishops. Played against the <laughs> IMG Sports Academy on ESPN. IMG won the game. Let me make sure I've got this right. I'm pretty sure it's 58-0, to zero, but it might have been 54. Uh, but anyway, IMG just, uh, just absolutely hammered them. IMG is like, that's barely high school football either, where they just pluck every good high school player from around the country and put them on the same academy. But anyway, uh, it, it, it was a complete beatdown. And everybody kind of uh, was scratching in their heads going, why on earth would ESPN? We get why they'd put IMG Academy on, but why would they pick this Bishop Sycamore or whatever that was just going to get their heads kicked in? In fact... The announcers were, were saying on TV that they feared for Bishop Sycamore's safety that they were getting beat up so badly, Gordon. Mm. Well, it turns out that, that Bishop Sycamore is is a charter school, kind of. It's got a website, but it's barely more than a blog. And apparently these, these high school players uh, were not high school players at all. A lot of them turned out to be former junior college players that haven't been in high school for a while. And apparently weren't very good to begin with. Well, why'd they get beat so badly, you know, if they were former JC players? I don't know. The team's head coach allegedly has an arrest warrant thanks to <laughs> fraud charges. Oh, man. Did uh, you see. see the address for the school? No. It's just a little duplex apartment in uh, downtown uh, <laughs> Uh, Sycamore, uh, Ohio, oh, some city in Ohio. Ohio. It's literally just a little apartment. 
So the game was put together by a, a firm, in a sense, that puts together high school games for ESPN because ESPN blamed it on them. Here's ESPN's statement. Quote, we regret this happened and have discussed it with Paragon, <laughs> the, the company, which uh, secured the matchup and handles the majority of our high school event scheduling. Uh, they have ensured us that they will text, take steps to prevent this kind of situation from happening moving forward. Oh, you mean make sure the high school is a high school? So we Instead can all of a ag- duplex. We can all agree that this Paragon is just putting money in their own pocket, right? <laughs> because ESPN is spending money for the programming, so that's going somewhere. And this Paragon outfit is putting together these matchups. I'm sure they're not doing it for free. Apparently, on the broadcast, which I didn't watch, I have a little bit of a life. Uh, but apparently, on the broadcast, the ESPN commentators were trying to talk uh, talk about and break down the. Bishop Sycamore uh, High School roster, and they're like, finally, they were just like, to be frank with you, we can't verify any of this. They said that, yeah, <laughs> on the broadcast. They said, we were told that there are a bunch of D1 athletes on this team, and frankly, I don't see how that could be true. <laughs> and we had trouble verifying it. Yeah, that's uh, so who's, so, someone, someone's in trouble there. Who's bribing who here? That's yeah, what I want to know. That's, like, that's messy. You wouldn't think a company would just pluck some random team out of obscurity. No, you wouldn't. There are probably many eager high school football teams that would love to participate in that kind of televised action. And ESPN doesn't just put whoever on, right? I mean... Well, apparently they did, (laughs) but not going forward. But they owe us some sort of explanation other than, these people handled it, nothing to see here. Have a nice day. They've assured us it's not going to happen again. What happened this time? Who was selling it? That they convinced somebody that it was legit? Or do you think everybody was in on it? I think Paragon was was clearly getting something on, on the Or this coach knows somebody at Paragon and said, put us on. We're going to uh-huh. all make some money off this whole thing. And it just. Can you bet on these games? I don't know. But can we not? I mean, I guess, what, there's been some local teams that have been put on ESPN yeah. packages over the years or whatever. And I guess it's neat for those young people. But do we need, really need to be putting high school games on ESPN? I, I don't know. Is that something not, we need to be putting little leaguers on it's, ESPN? No, it's not my favorite thing. But on the other hand, it does give kids an opportunity to shine. You know? For the wrong people. And, and that's that's probably pretty cool. I imagine that if, you, if you're a part of a, a quality football program in Utah and you found out that you were playing a game on ESPN, that you would get pretty pumped about that. Okay. Well, other than the feel-goods of uh, some of the players. I mean, is it really doing folks any good? I mean, I know that nobody thinks the college athletics is for the love of the game and all, but can't we buy into that for high school for 10 minutes? Can it be about just playing? (laughs) Does it have to be about the attention? Can it just be about the darn game? Where is the line? Is peewee football about about just wanting to play? Wait, wait, wait. You really have that big a problem with televised high school football? A little bit, yeah. Because you think it should not be... uh, Glorify about the attention. Can it just be about the students? Can we have anything just be about the young people? I know well, I sound like the, no, I know no. I sound like the old Jay, lady on on the Simpsons. Can Jay, somebody Jay, please Jay. think have, about the children? Have you, have you talked to the kids about why they play football? Uh, many of them. Have you talked to the kids uh, about uh, vaping? Uh, Since uh, when do no, we care what I'm their just, opinion is? I'm just is. telling you that they say they play. They love the game, but they're they're playing to impress the people around them. A lot of them are. Well, and then so play it, something else. Can it be about the sport? Please, partially. Can about can that. we have it just be about the experience? It's, it's partially. 
Have you talked to the kids about vaping? They love vaping. We just Since went when from we zero to opinion. <laughs> that's, about, that, that, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. I mean, come on. There's no connection. Don't there. vape. Please, don't vape. And don't play your high school games on ESPN. Yes, exactly. They're equally I, I, uh, dangerous. But it'll make the kids feel good, just look, like the cran apple grape vape. Why not reward the kids? They were excited about it. Let them televise the freaking thing. What I don't like is everybody else making money off of it, except for the kids involved. But then, you see, I guess all the attention and stuff, it just leads to stuff like this corruption and people want to be a part of it. Like the, I mean, even going to the Little League where, where screwball coaches are lying about kids' ages and this kid's 21, but you're saying he's 13. This has been and going on forever, And all this garbage Jake. just because of the exposure or whatever. Let's just play. This has been going on forever. I, I remember 20 years ago talking to a bunch of high school kids who knew that their teammates were taking steroids. What does that have to do with it? Well, anything? I mean, it's it's not pure. So well, why not just admit it and let the kids play? And if they want to play it on TV, then so let them. the kids do steroids. Hi, Mom. That's what you're Hi, saying, Mom. Now? No, that's not what I'm saying. That I'm, sounded like no, what you were saying. I'm saying that this isn't a pure endeavor. It should be. It's not. Jake Murder's been around since Cain and Abel. Just relax, you pal. Know, Might uh, as well televise it. <laughs> putting, it on, uh, putting it on national TV, uh, you know, exposes these young people to frauds such as Bishop Sycamore or whatever. But the good news is, is people watched it and uh, Paragon put some money in their pockets. How it's many terrific. people watch Can a it? game that's 54 to nothing? Can people it? watch that game for two minutes and we're gone. Can't it just be about... The experience. You, 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 win, talk, win. you talk about me living in a hundred acre wood, man. You are so deep in it, you can't find your way out. At what age can it just be about the game? At what age can it just be about some some young people going out and having a good it's time? It's never that. So it's, even going to like it's not that youth when, conference football people. No, that's all, that's it's a, not that then either because that leads to being able to play on the high school team. So it filters all the way down. So there's not one young person that plays football just because they enjoy it. Well, that's and part they like of being it. on that's a team and all this it. stuff. It is. It's about somehow making it onto ESPN. It, you're you're telling me that there's some nose tackle playing for Olympus football right now is doing so just because maybe they'll get onto ESPN sometime. No, the, they want to play the Jake, game. Jake, there's other reasons too. That's part of it. But how many? I, I there's a lot of guys out there playing football to impress the girls. Or to get that elusive vape sponsorship. Okay, impress the girls. What does that have to do with with ESPN putting on a TV? Stay with college. But they still have a reason other than just the pure love of football. That's what it is. I I failed to to connect the dots. There's always a reason beyond just the pure love of the game. The good news is, as Gordon just pointed out, no one watches these games. Nobody. Then don't put them on. But if they're putting them on, and, no one's and, watching and them. And by the way, at least playing football to get the attention of uh, you know the opposite sex. At least that's a normal high school behavior. I, I don't know. Not, not faking. Wait, now you're wait. a junior yeah, college you're, player who who went take, to the bar last you're night taking, and is coming you're in. Taking of, one example be, and, uh, and is spreading it all around like this is going on left and right. This is like a once in a lifetime. It's like story. Drew Barrymore going back to high school and uh, writing some story about it. Like that come was on. an icky movie, by the I've way. N- I never saw. Of it. all the things for you to get all worked up about, this is uh, rather remarkable. Just let him play. Just let him go play. Let him be high schoolers. They don't have to put... And, and by the way, the Little League World Series is even worse. 
Just let them play the what? Little League or World Series. Let that be enough. These high school don't, games. Don't interview the pitcher these, after the these, game. These, so, these games have been, they've been covered by newspapers and news outlets. You see TV cameras are covering this stuff because it's of interest. Well, and find that, something that, better to do. So should they not be covered? Yes. Let them they play. Shouldn't, they shouldn't be covered them, at all. Yes, I agree. Yes. So exactly. there should be no high. There should be no prep coverage in any newspaper or website in the country. Uh, I'd rather err on that side than the other. But if there's some small local coverage, you know, if if the if our guy Tom Wharton for the Trib wants to get out there and uh, and cover a game or two, I'm fine with that. But why do we have to be putting 13 year olds on national television? Why do you have to interview Matt for the game, Timmy? How was the knuckleball working today? Well, Bob, it was working good. <laughs> Come on! Here's why, Jake. People love the the, uh, the the romance of the story. It's cool to watch a bunch of kids supposedly having fun. Now, whether that ruins it the way you're suggesting, it does. Then, ruin then it. that would be the argument because if the kids are under such pressure now, <laughs> they feel like yes. a complete failure if right. they strike out in the Little League World Series and their team from Ohio loses to those darn kids from Michigan. Imagine if you were 13 years old and you struck out on national television to lose the Little League World <laughs> that's Series. That's bad enough when you're not on That's, no, that's no, going to no, ruin your life. Nobody's going to remember. No, no one's going to remember that. You tell that to that kid who just struck out on national television. Well, the kid might remember it, but nobody else is going to. So who cares about the kid? That's your argument? No, I'm just saying it. It's, okay. Everybody will forget. Okay, Gordon. Everyone will forget. You're making this a bigger deal than it is. Yeah, that's my job on this show. That's why we still know that Danny, what's his name's name after 30 Alamante. years? Alamante. Yes. Alamante. My gosh, imagine if you're that poor kid. Which hands it wasn't his, up. It wasn't his fault that he was 32. It was the, it was the bozo dad or coach or whatever he that put him in He wasn't 32. He was like six months. 17 or something. But he was, was, he he was so way kept, more than Hans kept calling him Elian Gonzalez by accident. Different story. Way different story. Different story. <laughs> A way different story. That's true. All See, right. here's your problem, Jake, and this goes for your the way you look at high school sports, the way you look at college sports. You think it should be some sort of glorious uh, amateur event that uh, there is no pollution from any side. It should just be in a vacuum, sterilized, and it's not. These people are tied into their communities, and there are all kinds of interests involved there. And if you, you know, whether you're playing on national TV or whether you're just playing and, and the event is being covered by the newspaper or whatever, it's still a big deal to these it kids. It doesn't bug you at all that there is a firm or a company or whatever you want to call it whose entire job is profiting off of high schoolers by putting them on ESPN. That doesn't bug you. Um. Not if there is some it benefit for the kids. It doesn't bug you that ESPN, kids. you who thinks that the NCAA had the boot on the heel of the college football player, player, it doesn't bug you that ESPN is profiting off of high school football and sometimes not even high school football. <laughs> that, sometimes this has happened once, Jake. It happened Come once. Come on, ESPN. Get your boot off the necks of the, <laughs> of the high school football athlete. <laughs> wow. Jake has suddenly become a champion for the individual athlete. Wow. At least college players are adults. Jake, if it makes you feel better standing up for innocent kids, then you do you. <laughs> Stay tuned. Not Sports is next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
somehow BYU 2021 has to justify 2020. This season that they have, the angle that's going to be taken is unlike any angle that has ever been taken in our market because they have to justify this year and justify last year, even though last year is done and over with and they had the number two pick in the NFL draft, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. We're still going to hear C or BYU is going to say C. I know what I'm going to hear. I just don't know where I'm going to hear it from. You hear the same word, but the inflection of the word C. C. Exactly. Precisely. That's exactly how it's going to play out. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your Utes at 50 update here on The Zone Sports Network. Here's Coach Witt talking about what to expect from Weber State star running back Josh Davis. He's just a tough kid. He's, he's a hard runner. He's uh, he's instinctive. He makes positive yards. I mean, he's a guy that's always making something out of nothing and getting those extra yards after contact. And he's just a tough, hard-nosed guy, and he'll be a challenge. This Utes and 50 update brought to you by our friends at SNS Roofing, your locally owned roof repair experts for a free quote. And for all of your roofing needs, call SNS Roofing. this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm so Time to get a winner for the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. Correctly identify the Chevy Strong Play of the Game announced by DJ and PK this morning at 8.50. And uh, you're going to win two tickets to go to see Three Doors Down and Seether. Great prize today. 855-340-ZONE is the Chevy Strong Play of the Game brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers only here on the Zone Sports Network. Time for the Not Sports Report brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Philadelphia. Uh, but before we get there, someone uh, uh, tweeted out or something that, uh, that I, since I wasn't against uh, televised high school games, uh, let's say that a good portion of the money should be given to the high school's kids, the high school kids. That's what I'm saying. All right. Did I cover that? All right, Jake. Do you ever heard, have you ever heard of the PNBR? No. Well, there's a good reason you haven't because it's not something I would imagine that you had thought much about. But it happened on Saturday night in Philadelphia and the PNBR stands for the Philly, the Philadelphia Naked Bike Ride. No, oh, I see why you picked this one. Why? And Chester usually sniffs. No, these this out. is just weird. Okay, it's a this year. It was a twelve point three mile route, and it went by Philadelphia's famous landmarks such as the Art Museum, the Rittenhouse Square, City Hall, Independence Mall. Et cetera, et cetera. And th- hundreds and hundreds of people turned out to ride their bikes, or you could uh, rollerblade or skateboard uh, naked. 
And hundreds of people did this. And apparently, just so I can clarify this, this is a bear-as-you-dare event. Uh, nobody has to be completely nude to participate, although they did all have to wear masks because Philly has a, has a, a mask mandate in their city. Um, and apparently some riders cover parts of their body with paint or stickers or underwear or bikinis or whatever they want to put on. Apparently, the reason they do this, which is why you probably were wondering a little bit about that, right? Why, Not really, no. why, why would they do this? It's organizers said the purpose of the event is to promote body positivity and advocacy for riding bikes as a major transport because of, you know, things like the world's dependence on oil. And here's the kicker. I did not know this, but do you know that similar rides have taken place uh, in more than 70 cities around the country and 20 other countries? There's even something called the worldnakedbikeride.org. Your reaction? Mm, are you signing up? No. <laughs> I have no interest in that, no. But apparently there are hundreds and hundreds of people who who rather enjoy it. Body positivity, Jake. That's nice. Having body positivity? I think that's nice. Isn't it? Sure. Okay. I don't think that's the reason you brought up the story, but yeah, that's no, nice. I, the reason I brought up the story is because it is unusual. Yeah. That's why. There's a lot of unusual what, stuff going on. What are you talking on. about? What's, the, what's with the uh, the judgment over there and a the pointed finger at me all of a sudden? Is that what you learned on the beach back in North Carolina? No. Just seems like these stories get brought up quite a bit at 450. I haven't brought this up in a long, long time. These types of stories. Weird stories from around the globe. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do this anymore. What? Because I, I don't want you looking down your nose at me. Ah, why'd you pick this story? Oh, I know why you picked you this story. You do it. All right. From now on, you do the not sports. I'm doing it. I'm not doing it anymore. That's it. Never again. I am not doing the not sports report. It's over. I'm not going to take this judgment from you. What judgment? You do it. I've got no reaction. I asked you if you'd participate. You do it, and you, you pick no. all the weird stuff around the globe, and then I'll sit back and say, oh, why are you picking this one, Jake? Well, again, I know why you picked it. You do not know. Don't tell me what you know. Of course I do. You do not. It's a weird story. The very definition of the not sports report is that which is extraordinary. This is extraordinary. Have you ever been riding around Salt Lake City and see hundreds of people riding their bikes naked? No. All right, then. It's unusual. And lots of unusual stuff that happens out there. Just saying. You do it. Why? You're you, doing a great you, you, job. You do it from now on. I want nothing to do with this. I'm joining Austin. Get rid of it. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt, here to help you with uh, with your love life. Maybe you're struggling a little bit in the bedroom. Wasatch Medical Clinic is here. What's up, Andrew? Hey, guys. That's right. We're relieving a lot of that pressure in the bedroom. Uh, maybe you're stressed because you don't know if you'll be able to perform uh, or you don't know if the pill will work or what kind of headaches are coming the next day. Um, that is so common. 
And Wasatch Medical has helped so many guys reverse that with our WAVE technology, two forms now, and 50 clinical studies. That's pretty cool. Worth repeating, 50 clinical studies showing this is safe, it's effective. It was recently called the new standard of care for ED because it gently opens up the blood vessels and repairs damaged blood vessels so it, uh, it leads to better blood flow. Guys get off the pill, they get the spontaneity back, and we've seen a lot of couples improve in the bedroom as a result. You mentioned couples, of course. This is something that doesn't just affect the guy. It affects spouses as well. Yeah, you come into our clinic and you'll actually notice there's a lot more spouses than you probably thought. It's not just a men's clinic, but the spouses come along. And I'll tell you another interesting thing. It is rare that I see a spouse that is not cheering their guy on. Generally, they want this fixed. They care about it. Uh, you know, this is tied to their happiness as well. And I think that's so cool. Sometimes we think, ah, the spouses aren't interested. They are interested and they want this to, you know, they want this to get fixed too. 801-901-8000. That's the number to call. Get on the schedule. Uh, get in and find out if this is going to be a good fit and some other stuff for free too, right? Yeah, there's zero obligation. Every day guys come in uh, with no intention of doing the treatments just to be able to talk to somebody get answers, and take the free. It is totally fine with us. Uh, the assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound is no charge. You get the gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. I don't see it fail very often, if ever. And if you feel like you've got a need, the blood work and testosterone to our patients is totally no charge as well. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. More next. We'll hear from Coach Witt coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. The Cougars hit the road for their season opener in Las Vegas to square off against Arizona. Catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 730, followed by the postgame show immediately after the game. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.